Good morning, Nachum. Good day of Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Vayishlach. Vayishlach is a very powerful, emotional Parsha, a Parsha of confrontation. Yaakov, after being away a little more than 20 years, comes back from after his most challenging experience with his father-in-law, Lavan. Now he has to confront his brother, Esav. So we learn from Yaakov how he prepares for Esav, Doron, Tefillah, Milchama, sending a gift, prayer, preparing for war. And we have, interestingly, when the two of them meet, the Torah tells us, and you'll take a look at the Chumash, in chapter 33, Pasuk 4, the Torah tells us that Esav runs to greet Yaakov by Kehu. He embraces him by Yipol al Savarov, falls upon his neck by Kehu, and he kissed him. And you'll note that in every Chumash, as indeed in every Torah, it's Nokud, there are dots over every letter in the word Vayisha Kehu, to show and to teach us. Rashi cites, Reb Shimon Bar Yochoi, Halacha, you should know, there is a law like a law of nature, like gravity, there's a law that Esav Sone Liakov, there is a hatred between Esav and Yaakov, and at this moment, right, according to one opinion, that at this moment there was a weakening of that emotion and he kissed him with sincerity. We have as well Yaakov wrestling with the Sar Shal Esav and his name being changed both in the early part and in the latter part of the Sedra from Yaakov to Israel. We have the tragic incident of Dina and the response of her brothers in destroying the city of Shechem. I'd like to focus this morning on two words which I think are especially powerful. I'd be honored if you brought the Chumashim to the table and open up to the first Pasuk in chapter Lamidhei 35. The Pasuk reads as follows Hashem says to Yaakov, and interestingly, the name of God is Elohim, which is the name of Din, the name of justice, because as within the context here, you're going to see in a moment, Yaakov made a vow. A little more than 20 years ago, when he was running away from home, when he had that incredible dream of the ladder on the ground, going up to the heavens, angels ascending and descending, and Yaakov says to Hashem, please, you will guard me, protect me, bring me back this stone, which I have anointed now, I will dedicate as a base Elohim, as a house of God. Yaakov has come back, but he has not yet fulfilled his vow. So, for Elohim, 
Hashem, who's exacting judgment, says to Yaakov, Kum, get up. Alei base ale. Go to base ale. And then the two very challenging words, Veshev Sham. And literally sit there, settle there. And the Pasa continues, Asei Sham Mizbeach. Make there an altar, lokeil to the God, Hanira Elecha, who appeared to you, when you were fleeing and running away, Mipnei Esav Ochicha. So if you look at the Pasuk at first glance, and indeed the Ramban says at first glance, he didn't know what the two words, Veshev Sham, and sit there or settle there, are coming to teach us. Hashem is saying to Yaakov, fulfill your neder, make them as Bayach, like he promised you would. What's this Veshev Sham? So I urge you to look in the Sapurno, who has a very insightful remark. Says the Sapurno, I want you to concentrate and have the proper kavana intent before you construct the mizbeach. Don't just go and do it perfunctorily. Rather, as our rabbis have taught us in the Gemara Brachos 30b, Chasidim or Rishonim, the early pious ones, how you show in, they would literally pause and reflect and concentrate. Before they prayed, they would a little bit of meditation to whom I'm going to pray, removing from their minds and thoughts all foreign negative thoughts that could interrupt one's prayer to put oneself in the proper frame of mind. In order that they should have <clears throat> the proper kavona, the proper intent in their performance, in this case here, of the mitzvah. <clears throat> we see from here how important kavona is the intent before a mitzvah is done. <clears throat> I'd like to share with you a very insightful Gurah, a very insightful teaching of the Vilna Gaon on the Akedah. We know in chapter 22 in Bereshis, verse 4, Bayoma Shlishi, literally on the third day, Avram lifts up his eyes, sees the makom, the place, Haramoria Meirachok, and we know what goes on. So on this pasuk, the Vilna Gaon cites very strongly. He quotes the pasuk from Hosea, chapter six, pasuk two, where the pasuk says, "Yechayenu." Literally, we derive our life from two days, and on the third day, we will be literally maintained, and we will live before him. Says the Vilna Gaon, the following, following very sharp idea. 
The Gemara in Chulin 142a teaches that Sachar Mitzvah Baha'i Alma Leka. There really is not the opportunity for God to give reward for mitzvos in this world. Mitzvos are a spiritual commodity. Reward is physical. How could Hashem give something physical for something spiritual? So therefore, he says as follows, How are we going to get the reward of the Akedah? And after all, so much of our tefillos on Yom Noroyim focuses on our asking for the schus of the Akedah. So he says, it's not the Akedah itself. It's the Omayim. It's the two days of preparation. The Zerizos. The fact that Avram Avinu is Vayashkem Avram Baboker. Not that he can't sleep, but he is anxious to fulfill God's word. It's the Hidur. It's the fact that he does it not only with alacrity, but that he does it himself. That he is the one who, the Torah says, he saddles his donkey himself. He chops the wood himself to teach us that all of this preparation, the hachana for the mitzvah, <clears throat> is so significant. And then, by Yom HaShlishi, in the future, that is when we get the osid level in the world to come. That's when we get the reward of mitzvahs. We see from here how important hachanos are to our mitzvos. A person could do a mitzvah. Two people can do the exact same mitzvah, but one will do it by rote and by habit. Mitzvahs anoshim milamuda. This is what he's accustomed to do. I benched yesterday. I benched the day before. I don't necessarily know what the words mean. I don't necessarily focus on the words, but I said it, and I did it, and so it is with so many other brachos. Or no, before I do it, I pause, I reflect. And so, for example, take a look. We finished this section of Korbanos. And now we're about to begin the second section of davening, of Pesukit Zimra. And what does the Jew say? Hareini mezamein sp. Before he says, Baruch she'omar. Hareini mezamein sp. I am literally preparing my mouth to thank, to praise, to understand what I am about to do. It's a different doing if you understand what you're doing, as opposed to doing it by rote. And I think that really we should pause for a moment and thank Art Scroll, who, what they've done in most Sidurim that they print, in the Shemona Esrei, there's one or two words above each bracha. If we will only pause for a moment as we go from the first bracha, before I say anything in the Shemona Esrei. After I've asked for assistance from Hashem in helping me pray, Hashem's Fosai Tiftach comes Ovos. What does that mean? Stop for one moment. Hashem had a personal relationship with Avram, with Yitzchak, with Yaakov, and then put your name in. He has a personal relationship with you. You finish the first bracha, stop. Givuros. Wow, I am about to address literally Hashem who is most 
mighty, and we go on to enumerate his might, including Tchias HaMesim. And so it is before each bracha that we pause for a moment to think about what is the essence of the bracha that we are about to say. This evening, right before Shabbos, women have the opportunity, the privilege of Hadlokas Neiros. If they stop for a moment and realize that they're bringing in spiritual light into the home, that they are being mispaleo for shalom bias, that they're being praying for the spiritual, not only the physical health of their children, but the spiritual well-being of their children. When you pick up the cup of wine tonight to recite the Kiddush, pause for one moment and ask yourself, what are you doing? After all, we say in the first paragraph, so, Hashem is the one that already sanctified this day 5,779 years ago. You're a little too late. What are you doing with Kiddush? The answer is Hashem is honoring you and says that He wants you to second His motion. He wants you as well to proclaim this day as being holy. We're bringing holiness, additional holiness, into the home. What a privilege if one only understands what He's doing. And it's not just in mitzvos, man to God. It's also mitzvos, man to man. Before you visit somebody who's sick, Pause and say to yourself, what a privilege to fulfill the mitzvah of Bikr Cholim. What a privilege when the time is presents itself to fulfill the mitzvah of Nichom Avelim. That I don't just do things because I'm conditioned to do it. I do it because I'm fulfilling God's will. Bring Him in to your everyday activities. And finally... The next part of Veshev Shem. What does that mean? Yaakov, a little over 20 years ago, you were running away from home. You were afraid of your brother. And you prayed to God with such fervor and conviction. Help me, save me. And now, a little over 20 years later, HaKadosh Baruch Hu answered Yaakov, fulfilled his word to Yaakov. Yaakov has Beliayin Hara, 12 sons. He has a daughter. And he has wealth, recognition. And Hashem says, before you build the Mizbeach, sit down, pause, reflect that your thanksgiving to me should be with the same enthusiasm and fervor as when you prayed to me. And this, I believe, is our responsibility as well. We thank Hashem. Every morning we wake up with Mode Ani. Every Shmona Esrei we have the bracha of Modim. Our Modim should be, and it's not easy, but this is what we have to pause. This is the Shev Sham. This is the directive to us that we are to literally focus and realize how that which we've prayed for, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu has answered us, we should thank Him. 
commensurably in the way he has responded to us. Shabbat Shalom to all.